0: here. This is Dion speaking. Uh, we're going to get right into it this morning. We had a topic we were going to talk about, I think a pretty relatable topic, um, and one that I know is most definitely in and out of churches all across America. Um, but we we're just going to talk today about insecurities, what that looks like in different contexts, like ministry context of insecurities, relational context, family matters, you know, all the good stuff. So yeah um what's up? what's up guys yeah it's gonna be good feeling
1: good today had a little workout this morning spent all day at Putin bay yesterday it was uh it's crazy but feeling good today um you know just trying to uh spent the last couple hours wrapping my mind around insecurities and man this is a big one i think for me over the last like five to seven years i think i've uh I think I've realized how insecure I was. I never knew that, you know, like mm. you, you just never realize how insecure you are. You just kind of grew up thinking that like the way that you are is just the way that you are. It's just because it's who you are. But I was able to trace back like, Oh, this is, this is insecurity. Like, that's what this is. That's why I act this way. or That's why I think this way. And, um, so basically spent the last five to seven years trying to get over it. <laughs> right. <laughs> kind of the, the idea, but, <laughs> Man, I don't know what hap- I don't know what happens if it's like a it's a it's a magic thing when you turn 30 cuz I feel like the last few months since I've been 30 like have just been really good in terms of a lot of the insecurities that I've dealt with. Like I just I don't know, I just don't have them anymore. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And not not to say that I don't have any insecurities, but a lot of this like the ones that I really struggled with, I feel like I just don't care about certain things. Like I think that's really what it boils down to. Like you just don't care about the things you used to care about you know yeah and and as family gets bigger and life's priorities like shift you just feel like okay I I just don't care about that I don't care about that I don't care about looking this way or these people liking me like I care about my kids and making sure I can put food on the table and things like that so it's like I think for me a lot of that has shifted recently which has been cool been refreshing
0: for sure it's awesome yeah and one of the th- first things I thought of when I was listening to you is just you almost have to define insecurity in itself mm-hmm. you know because I think some people will equate it to how you dress maybe how you talk oh the, that person's shy you know but I don't think those are necessarily I think insecurity by definition is just fear yeah. you're just scared of whether you know your identity is a fraud or you know you're just scared of how you can be manipulated in the world or whatever it is you know there's a lot of yeah. just seeded fear so I don't know it's interesting to hear how it's changed for you mm-hmm. you know
1: yeah I think it's fear is a great definition too I think another definition um, that insecurity could hold is just kind of like ignorance it's just like you don't know you know like you grow mm-hmm. up you're not you don't necessarily know who you are I think that's I'm it might sound cliche, but that's kind of like the thing that we talk about a lot. is like, who am I? What am I here for? You know, like, it's just that, that being ignorant of what you're doing, you know, being ignorant of like who you are as a person. It's like, you just try, I found myself to try to like be a bunch of different things or I'll see somebody who's like super confident and like, they're cool. And it's like, oh, I want to try to be like them. Mm-hmm. And then you try to like emulate, but it's. I don't know you're just super insecure because that's not who you are right. you know like so it's like you're just trying to figure that out so it's like you're afraid you don't know and it's just a lot of bad
2: and as as Christians we talk about that so much as like finding our identity in Christ and like mm. you know knowing who we are and our purpose and all those things and so it's kind of weird to like think that we in a church or in a Christian setting even have those feelings right because mm. it's like we're supposed to be the people that know exactly what our purpose is and know exactly where we're supposed to be and all these things. And so it's kind of weird to feel like, oh, like those people still have insecurities too. You right. know what I mean? And like Got the it. at each stage of life and at each level of life, like they change, like you said, mm-hmm. but they're still there. You know what I mean? Because right. you're always trying to, you know, especially just as a Christian strive to do better and, you know, listen to what God is saying to you and be able to operate in that, to the fullest capacity, you know.
1: Yeah, it's good. So, what has what has insecurity look like for you guys?
2: And which which re- let's yeah. So let's let's pick which one we want
0: to start with. Do we want to talk about
2: professionally, like uh, you know what I yeah. mean? Life.
0: Well, <laughs> well, Dom said something really yeah. interesting at the beginning of this, and you said that like you you had insecurity but you didn't know you had you didn't know mm-hmm. that you were insecure in areas yeah. and so I I think a, a, a really good place to start in the conversation is like well what what were the triggers that you had right. that mm-hmm. showed you oh man yeah <laughs> I have a lot of fear here or I'm like yeah. deeply insecure like what's a like for me I can I can answer that question whenever I whenever I get like somewhat this this might sound kind of arrogant, arrogant but like certain certain types of criticism you know if it's if it's in passing or if it's yeah. like a critique that isn't met with it's not packaged in love mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. packaged in like a response a reaction yeah it's not genuine yeah like hey you show up a few you know 10 minutes late and somebody's like hey are you ever gonna be on time and i'm just like oh, i hate myself you know <laughs> <laughs> I hate i'm that. the worst oh, i'm sorry you know yeah there's certain triggers like that when, when, when it's like I did something poor and it's immediately, you know, smacked mm-hmm. in the wrist. I feel so in, I feel so deficient as a human, yeah. you know, mm, yeah. um, but yeah, that's a common trigger for me.
1: Yeah. That's good. I think for me, like, especially when I, when I talked about before, like I was discovering my insecurities, like going away from, from home, I guess for college and just things like that, like. Obviously, we're all family in this room, so we've known each other our whole lives. And and if you don't know me personally, I'm pretty outgoing. I'm like I'm not super shy. I I I, I feel like I'm extroverted, but I can be fun. You know, like I just I like being by myself, but I can you know be fun in a in a group of people. But
0: so you said you're in, are you introverted mainly or extrovert? You said extroverted. Oh, I did. I meant introverted. Okay,
1: I feel like I I'm an introvert. I could be alone forever and be happy. Yeah, same.
0: But I can be around people and like be
1: fun. You know, I'm not like super shy and just like, oh my goodness, don't talk to me. But I realized that I had insecurity with just myself and not knowing who I was when I found myself around new people like in college or even like different, different people that I didn't, hadn't seen in a long time. But like when I went to college, I realized, oh man, like I'm not as outgoing as I w- was around our family. And I was like, mm-hmm. why is this? Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I'm scared yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what it is like yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm scared because yeah. i just i don't know these people and i'm like whoa and that was a big shock because like your whole life like my whole life i feel like i've just been like like crazy fun like just not you know just crazy fun and the, i'm mm-hmm. that energetic guy that's like hey let's go do this let's go play this let's go have fun and then like when i found myself around new people i was like Somebody that I did not yeah. ever know, you that's know, crazy, and that's and like a comfort weird. zone, right? Like you found yourself out of your comfort yeah. zone, of mm. like
2: what you've always known.
1: And it was weird. And a lot of, and even to this day, a lot of people that I went to college with, like they don't really know who I am because mm. I was mm. like, I was just so insecure and, and, and they never really got to see the side that you guys know, you right. know, yeah. it's and weird. Do you think those comfort zones like mask insecurity
2: a little bit? Mm. Yes. Like, I feel like those comfort zones, like we can like keep them bandaged up or hidden at least to the best of our ability because like there's nothing pushing them out into the open, you know?
1: Yeah, for sure.
2: There's no triggers. No, because we're talking to the people we always talk to or we're doing the things we always do. And so there is no need to be pushed in that way. Yeah. Which I think that's why it's very important for people to like travel and do college even or like just go experience different cultures and people because it's like, we had a conversation about it. it was like, people don't know who you are. Yeah. But when you're around the same 20-ish people all the time that know every single thing that you've ever done and every yeah. single thing that you're doing, like, you can feel amazing. Mm. You know what I mean? But when you step outside that bubble, that's when it's like, oh, crap, like, nobody cares. <laughs> and, and I'm nobody now. Yeah. So now I have to be able to present myself and mm. interact with these people who have, like, no
1: point of reference of anything that's going on in my life. Right. You know? Like, you can't rely on past Events to like define you in that moment Like you have to show that person in that moment who you are exactly and if you don't know You can't you can't exactly. (laughs) Yeah, yeah.
2: you don't have like this list of like hey here's every single thing That you carry around a resume (laughs) Yeah, hey, this is all the stuff that I do and have done like right (laughs) nice to meet you. (laughs) That was good. Yeah What's yours mine? Okay, so I think for sure for me just like recently um Mine comes from like a place of like admiration almost like I like look up to people or like admire people in a lot of ways. And then like, if I try to do the thing that they do or kind of step into that, like circle or whatever, that's when I get like, really like, Oh crap. Like I'm not supposed to be here. You know what (laughs) I mean? Like, like for example, um, I spoke, um, on like a Wednesday night service here, like two weeks in a row. Like I did Valley view campus learning campus. So two weeks in a row I was preaching and like, For me, we have such amazing preachers. We have Pastor Dom. We have Pastor Troy. We have our grandfather that we've listened to. We've seen literally every single person that you can name, like, come through this church on that, in that platform. You know what I mean? And so, like, for me, it comes down to, like, oh, my gosh, like, I'm not supposed to be. You know what I mean? Like, I've held these people to such, like, high admiration and just, like, um, you know, honor and all that stuff. And so like, when it's like, oh crap, now I got to step into that. There's a lot of like, oh no, like I can't do that. I I shouldn't be up there doing that. Like I'm yeah. not that like all of those things. And it really comes from like no valid reasoning. You know what I mean? But yeah. it's very, it's a very real thing where it's like, oh no, I should not be doing yeah. that. You know?
0: Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, that goes back to what you were saying earlier about to like, if you never get outside of your comfort zone, you would never right. even realize that you were insecure there or you mm-hmm. held fear there to begin with. And you would have never had the opportunity to conquer that fear. You know what I mean? And use that right. as like a, a confidence. Cause now I see you speaking. I'm like, you don't look nervous at all. Mm-hmm. You know, you look very, I don't know. I, both of you guys from an external position, it's like that person can't be insecure. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which I'm sure you still have them, but it's the exposure, which I love that you said that earlier. Yeah. Like, if you just don't do anything about it ever, then you're going to always be that way.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Ch- kind of going in with the example that Jeremiah was talking about, because I think it's so good just the way that he's grown into like where he's at now with that. Cause I remember just the first couple of times hearing you speak publicly, it was good. Like it wasn't bad, but right. you could tell that you, it wasn't you. Right. Yeah. You were talking as if you were trying to be, you know, Pastor Troy or, you know, pa- um, Papa or, or whoever, like you were like, oh, this is the model. Let me be the model, you right. know? Mm-hmm. And and I think that's where a lot of people, sh- that's where insecurity shows up the most. And it's where it's, you're most affected. Cause you're like, you see somebody doing something that you desire, you're wanting to do, you step into it and you try to do it like them. And it's, it's fine. It's okay. But you mm-hmm. feel fake the whole time. You know, mm-hmm, like yeah. this isn't me. Yeah. This isn't genuine. But recently, uh, you know, it, I know some of you might have been been in these services that Jeremiah is referring to, but like you did a couple services where I don't think I've ever seen anybody preach the way that you've done, you know, mm-hmm. like you mm-hmm. took what you're really good at, just creativity, and you you presented the gospel in your own way. Mm-hmm. And I think, so that wasn't this last time, that was the time before, so yeah, that yeah. you've had two speaking times now, but that time before when I heard you, when I heard that message, I was like, oh, okay, he's, he's found it, you know, like you might've been nervous and whatever, but Mm -hmm. like that insecurity of like, oh, I have to pretend to be somebody else was gone because you found your, you found your, your voice, you know, it's like, okay, I'm not going to try to be like this person or this person. This is what I do. This is how I'm going to present it. And it was so cool to like see him go into that because now he doesn't speak like me. He speaks like Jeremiah. It's not like, oh yeah, you know, Pastor Dom and Pastor Troy, it's like, no, Jeremiah, Pastor Jeremiah too, has his unique voice that mm-hmm. is unlike anyone else. And it's not like it's not it's not better, it's not worse, it's different along the same spectrum, you know? So yeah. it's it's really cool. And I think that's something that a lot of people can take away is just like when you're when you're finding yourself step into a space where it can be very intimidating and like you know you're underqualified to be in that room. Like you know you're not supposed to be there, or there might be people that are like better than you like the idea is to take your focus and attention off of you know yourself and and look at people how can i provide value to this room mm-hmm. you know like you don't have to be the best mm-hmm. no one's going right. to be the best there's always going to be somebody better than you so if you're looking at the area in like a competitive sense like mm-hmm. oh okay they're level 20 they're level 15 i'm level 2 like yeah. okay don't look at it like that when you step into a situation just genuinely say to yourself how can i provide you value Right, if yeah. I can say something that is valuable to you, if I can sing something that's valuable to you, if I can mm-hmm. create something that's valuable to you, well, that's it. Yeah. You know, right. like, that's, that's the goal. It's not to be the best all the time. You right.
2: Know? Well, let me ask y'all both a question because this is probably crazy. So y'all have both done ministry in some pretty crazy rooms, like either singing or preaching. What was the most intimidating of each of those? Like who have you had to sing in front of, or who have you had to preach in front of that was like, oh crap, like that's, that person right there and I'm about to do what they do in front of them. Yeah, <laughs> so what, was, what was the most intimidating one of those that hap- that's ha- that has happened to you?
1: That's a good question go.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah I'm, I mean I, I there's been like a probably about halfway through my time living in reading maybe like two three three years probably into it mm-hmm. there was um, and this is this is when I went to Bethel's ministry school in Reading. There was a couple worship sets where I was leading worship, and there was people that I just admired and respected. Right. Kind of what you're saying, just like genuine. I look up to you, and I really, really appreciate what you've done in my life. You know, it mm-hmm. literally impacted mm-hmm. me. Yeah. Um, and I remember, I remember leading sets in those environments, and it certainly there was a level of like. I am, like you were saying, inadequate. Like, why am I doing this when you're in the room? Mm, yeah. <laughs> right, right, I Just right. come up here. <laughs> I have a guitar. It has six strings. Like, you can play it, you know? Yeah. I definitely felt feelings like that. But then one of the things that I really respected about that environment is that they taught such a a, a culture of honor. So mm-hmm. when you had people that were maybe newer, like me at the time, you had a lot of those leaders come up to you after whatever you did and really affirm you, you know? So there was moments where like I had, I had a couple of people that I just respected a lot come come up to me afterwards and were like, Hey, I've never seen anybody lead a room in the way that you led the room. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. So those type of things like, yeah, in the moment I'm shaking and I'm looking at all these people (laughs) that I respect way more than, you know, than my own gift. But the affirming nature I think is what defeat some of that fear and it mm. kind of squashes some of it. Yeah. And I think we have that same affirming culture here at church on the North coast. Oh, I yeah. see that all the time, yeah. you know? Yeah. And so those, those spaces when you find them to be able to like step out, that's when you, you know, you take those opportunities. Right. Yeah.
1: That's good. I think for me, um, I think the first time I preached in front of Papa was like That had to be crazy. Yeah, that was terrible. <laughs> I
2: haven't had to do that and I don't want to. Yeah. Like I'm good. It's weird. <laughs> it's weird.
1: So for those of you who don't know, Papa is Dr. K. It's in for us and he's been or he was the pastor here at Church on the North Coast for like over forty years. You know, like yeah. we grew up our whole lives watching this man every Sunday, twice a Sunday, Wednesday nights, Thursday nights, you know, preach these incredible messages that like I mean, you just thinking back over it. You know, I feel like just being younger, you can never really appreciate the revelation that he brought like every single week. And if you mm-hmm. speak, if you're like a a pastor or speaker, you know how hard it is to bring something like every single week that's impactful, you know, multiple mm. times a week. Like it's crazy. So definitely have tremendous respect for Papa and all of, our, all, all of our speakers and pastors. And I think one of the first times I preached in front of him, I think it was like a Wednesday night or something or maybe a Sunday. I can't remember what it was, but I just remember like looking across the crowd and you see him and it is that feeling of like, I can, I can give you the microphone. Right, like right. You, you know, like you, you just like you come in with like a, like a dog with his tail between his legs. Mm-hmm. You know, you're just like, 100%. I, I don't have to do this tonight. You know, like you can do this if you'd like. And man, it's, is super, super just vulnerable, you know, super vulnerable. But I mean, I think getting through it, like, like uh, Dion said, it was just really good. You know, um, Just when, when you, when you do get recognized for like, man, that was great. You know, like, oh, okay. So I can do this. You know, like Mm. it's, you you kind of get that motivation. I think now, like now moving into that, I think I really enjoy those, those, that presence there, you know, Mm. like at first it was intimidating, but when I see like Papa or Pastor Troy or like, you know, people that I really respect and think that, you know, like, oh man, they're really awesome at what they do. I think I, I. It almost it almost makes me more in tune with like where I'm at in the moment because it's not like I said like it's not a competitive thing for me anymore. It's mm-hmm. like I, like the, a good example is Pastor Troy and I are very different speakers, you know? Mm-hmm. Like he the way he presents the gospel is different than the way I present it. And so like I remember early in my preaching career I tried to preach like him, you know? Like I okay, this is the way we have to do it. I'm going to try to present like him Mm -hmm. and it just it wasn't who I was and so I had to understand like I'm not competing with him or anybody else like my goal is to try to bring value to you on a Sunday morning to where you can leave and say oh yeah that was you know the Lord spoke to me through these things you know and so just keeping my eyes on that goal Mm -hmm. and not like the goal of me sounding good or looking good or being competitive or whatever mm-hmm. it's like okay I don't really have those fears anymore I'm like I'm excited when Papa's there or Pastor Troy's there or whoever's there it's like yeah. oh man they're it's cool I'm glad they're here you know yeah, yeah. it's cool
2: so you kind of had like hit that point of like where it turned from insecurity to confidence
1: yeah it's I think it's empowering like like mm-hmm. even when when Dion said that like seeing those people that changed your life mm-hmm. they're celebrating you or like worshiping with you or like right support like clapping when you say something it's like man like yeah that's cool you know and it's yeah. I, I I just think I think a lot of insecurity for me personally came from competition like a lot of insecurity came from competition you we know? were
2: athletes all of us were athletes yes. growing up and so that's yeah. kind of the culture that was instilled into us from yes. a very early age
0: so let me ask you do you think it's because I was thinking about this question while because you said this a couple of times the competitive aspect of mm. it would you say that it's just i just am a competitive person or am i rooting it in comparison is like the insecurity more like because that's what i find i think when i when i tend to compete in giftings or character Mm -hmm. or words or whatever it is it's because i'm comparing myself to other people around me consistently and i have to come out on top or you know like that's like the negative thought process so Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think
1: I think compare the comparison is probably a better word to use in that scenario. Definitely, because it it it, I mean. Yes, it is like compare because you obviously you want to make sure that you are if you're doing the same thing, you want to make sure that it's compatible, you know, like if Pastor Troy puts me on the schedule every other week. I want to make sure that like every other week it's not trash, you know, like it's like, <laughs> yeah. it's a comparable kind of like, okay, I'm, right. I'm in the same level. So Objectively, it, it de- right. yeah, yeah, like it definitely is that and you, in, and everyone likes to win. I know we were athletes and like, and I think even going back further, like, and I don't know if we want to take the top off of this, but <laughs> 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 take top off everything. Um, <laughs> but I think like even growing up, you know, Dion and, and I, our dad passed last year and, you know, we had, we had, a, we had a great dad. He was, he was great. He had really good intentions and he did the best that he could. But ultimately I think he, he let us down in a few different areas. And one of the ways for me specifically was that um, I felt only rewarded when I performed well. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, exactly. I remember one time dad came to our baseball game and he was like, I think it was, yeah, it was a baseball game. He was like, Hey, if you hit a home run, I'll give you 20 bucks, you know? <laughs> yeah. And it's, and it's fine. Like, that's not yeah. a bad thing to say to your kid by any means. But, th- but when that is the extent of your relationship with mm-hmm. them, it's like, Oh
2: crap. Okay. I didn't hit that home run. Yeah. You feel like the pressure, like <laughs> you
1: know, I have to win yeah. in order to be important, you know? Yeah, and so recognize. Yeah, yeah. And so just growing up and especially like from, obviously mom did a fantastic job raising us. We had, like incredible father figures all around us. There's no, absolutely no, no like complaining in, in, in this at all for me, but there's, you just can't replace that coming from your, your dad, you're not your biological dad. So like growing up for me, there was a lot of insecurity in that because I didn't necessarily know if I could get what I needed without winning, Mm -hmm. you know, like, man, I have to, I like my identity was wrapped up Mm. in, in, whether or not I did good or not.
0: Yeah, that's a very, that's so interesting because that is like, to me, a different route to get to the competitive mm-hmm. rather than just comparison. Because I think a lot of people live more of an Instagram life mm-hmm. and that's where the competitive nature comes in. It's mm-hmm. like, I see this person doing well, this person doing well, and I want that. Yeah. You know, envy, coveting yeah. things. Yeah. Right. Um, but that's a kind of a different route, it seems like, to that same destination.
1: Yeah. So, yeah. I don't think I have an issue with other people like doing good. I think I just want to, I just want to win, yeah. you know, just like, wanna be better. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like yeah. I, like I love, like, and I, and I get what you're saying. Cause I do struggle with that too. That just that comparison, like, oh man, their church looks awesome. Or I like this right. and I want to look like this. But I think for me, like, I want you to be awesome, but then I want to just be a little bit better. I wanna be better. <laughs> you know, yeah. like yeah. I no, want you to do sure. your thing and then yeah. I just want to be a little bit better. <laughs> yeah.
2: And I think That's I like, funny. especially us playing sports, that was very much so like, yeah, ingrained into you. you know what I mean it's like mm-hmm. you always want to be the best you always have to be better you always have to do better you have to play this well to get to the next game or get a scholarship or go here and do that like that was ingrained into you is like your performance is your value mm-hmm. you know what mm-hmm. I mean and so when you equate those two things I think that's kind of where those insecurities can come in in life after you're done with those sports and things like that where it's like oh crap like if I'm not doing the best or I'm not considered the best at this like, oh, I'm not valuable. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah.
1: Because you're not in the sports world. Right. I mean, you no, look at you're it, not. Like, if you don't perform Mm-mm. a certain way, like, you're gone. Like, you're, you're traded, you're cut. Like, it's Easy. it's your life. It's over. Your yeah. life is performance.
2: And so that that's a big one is, like, where you grow up feeling that way and spending all those years where that is the bar. Like, mm-hmm. if you're not the best, you're, you're out of here. You know, you're not seeing the field or you're not playing anymore. Like, that can be tough to not let that bleed into, you know, mm-hmm the next phase of your life where it's like, okay, I'm working now and that's not yeah. how it goes. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I'm
1: still valuable. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What, so what are some things that you, you guys have s- done or seen or heard or read or something to help you can maybe get over some of those, those hurdles of insecurity.
0: Mm.
1: Or how has life progressed to where maybe some yeah. of the things that you have used to be insecure about, you're not necessarily. Yeah. So much anymore.
2: Absolutely. I mean, I can say like definitely, you know, just trying to understand more about like what the Holy Spirit is saying to you. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that one's huge for me um, in the most like validating way. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because like, even when you go through stuff in life uh, in those times, when you start to feel that way, like when things don't go right or things that you've spent time working on, don't go right. And you feel like you have nothing at all. Like, If you're truly rooted in God and his word and listening to the Holy Spirit, I feel like those can really help with that. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's not going to necessarily make it perfect, but it can really help in those areas where those insecurities could derail somebody or cause them to go down this really crazy messed up path. Like that'll kind of help you stay in line. So like, for example, about a year ago, um, my friend, one of my closest friends and, my pet dog both died Mm. and it was in a different country. Like I couldn't do anything about it. Um, There was like, just a bunch of craziness involved with it. It took like weeks to figure it all out. Like it was a super messy situation. Um, And in that moment, you know, it felt horrible because it was like all these people, this person I put all this time into this dog that I put all this time into, like this project I put all this time into is like completely just gone. Mm. Like, Everything we'd been working on for a year plus is, like, completely destroyed. Mm-hmm. And so, like, in that, if, you know, I allow those insecurities to kind of come back up they definitely were there. You know what I mean? It was like, oh, you're a failure. Oh, you should have did this. You should have did that. You're not going to be looked at as valuable because you messed up. Or, yeah, I didn't even do anything. So, like, I didn't even mess up. But, like, <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like, oh, you believed in the wrong person. Or you did mm-hmm. this. Like, you know, all these thoughts of, like, oh, everybody's going to think you're stupid. Or this or that or that. You know, mm-hmm. all those crazy thoughts come in. And in that moment, it was like, oh, crap. Like, you start to believe that a little bit. But, um, you know, I had spent so much time that whole previous year just – really investing into my walk with God and reading and his spirit and all of those things and so it wasn't as painful if you will you know what i mean like yeah. it wasn't as bad or detrimental yeah. because it was like okay god's got me you know what i mean yeah. and yes this happened and i was really messed up and sad but like i'm okay you yeah. know and i can move forward and learn from this and be better
0: yeah. you know yeah it's yeah it's crazy Crazy, man. That has to be kind of like the first thing you do if you want to conquer. Any right. Fear. Yeah. Yeah. You have to be rooted. Like, I think the Christian life is so complex because like you get saved mm-hmm. and then you have to work really hard to change a lot about your life. You know what I mean? When it comes to like habits, you, but specifically when it comes to your mind, you know, and yeah. the way you think and what you believe about yourself, yeah, what you believe good. about God, like, you get saved, but it's not like you getting saved just, you know, your whole right. your whole thought yeah. process right, is right, perfect right, right. and divine now. So, yeah. that has to always be, like, step one, you know? Mm-hmm. sounds yeah, like that's good. But, but.
2: even, too, like, moving forward from stuff like that, like, mm-hmm. when those things happen, when you do something, like, bad or you make a mistake or, like, something goes wrong, it's hard because you have to continue to do it, like, all the time. Mm-hmm. You know what yep. I mean? Like, it's yep. not like, oh, I'm insecure when this just happened. Now, nah, I erased it and it's gone. Like... Yep. Stuff will come up like today, or yeah. you know what I mean, yeah. this week where it's like, oh crap, I feel like a failure again because mm-hmm. that happened. Mm-hmm. And it's like, exactly. oh, no, 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 like, I'm not even gonna entertain that. Like, we're not yeah. doing that. Like, yeah, this is not that, you know?
1: Yeah,
0: yeah, it's good. Yeah, I would say that I'd have, I'd have a, I'd had a pretty similar kind of response to insecurity recently where, um, I've just been trying to take every thought captive, mm-hmm. as it says in the Bible. And just really be specific about reacting or sorry, responding rather than reacting. Because mm-hmm. I mean, if you are ever, if you ever, in an instance where somebody says something to you, and you feel like that kind of heat on your shoulders, mm-hmm. and you mm-hmm. like your shoulders get raised, <laughs> maybe you got some goosebumps, and you are like, yeah. I don't know what to do with my body, but I feel so weird and frustrated, you know, yeah, and just yeah. like yeah. that's that's like a physiological reaction to insecurity and fear. Yeah. That's what yeah. that is. Yeah. And so, I what I've been trying to do is stop from naturally reacting whether it be verbally or my thought processes Mm -hmm. and or yeah yeah naturally reacting and actually choosing to respond yeah and come up with like a phrase for myself like whatever this thing is making you want to feel like a failure feel like you know a terrible son you know a horrible employee Mm -hmm. like no the truth is that you are loved by Mm-hmm. the omnipotent father right, <laughs> of right, the galaxy right, right, you know, yeah, of the universe. Yeah, like yeah. what's the most highest truth you can find. Let's replace that, you know? Yeah. good. So it's just, I think it's more of a matter of just not like allowing all your natural inhibitions to just like react and just mm-hmm. go crazy and spiral. Mm-hmm. Cause that's when I feel like the fear kind of really s- puts a stake in the ground and says, this is now a part of you, you know, yeah. you just continually react. So,
2: yeah. I don't know. And I think that's like the, The challenge of you know being christians like you said but it's something that takes time yes Mm -hmm. like that takes time to get that control and practice exactly yeah and you're gonna mess up you know what i mean like i mess up on that all the time i mess around and say something or i make a decision and do something that is from that place of like insecurity where you know i shouldn't have done that you know
1: yeah i think what both you guys said was so good and, and it really lends to the i think the truth that we're getting to with insecurity is that it's not like a it's, you don't listen to a podcast and you're like, I'm not insecure anymore. No, really? You no. know, like it's not a, oh, I read this book or, oh, I just, I decided to not be insecure about this. And really it's like changing the way that you think. Like you have to, you have to change your mind. Like you have to program over t- over time, like how you respond or how you react to different situations and say like, oh, I'm not going to do this. I'm going to start thinking like this. And while you guys were talking, it made me think of like, even just, you know, any, take basketball for example like there's a reason Steph Curry is so good at shooting it's because he shoots so many shots every single day you know like Mm -hmm. when you put up a thousand shots a day Steph Curry doesn't do that just because he likes basketball he's doing that because he knows that if he can program his muscles and his body to do a certain thing over time it gets easier you know like over time he can be in a game situation and just throw up half court shots and make them Mm -hmm. all the time it's not because like he's you know, I don't like, like Steph Curry, so I don't know why I'm using him as my example. But, anyways, <laughs> it's not like he's the, the best basketball player of all time. It's he's programmed his body to do a certain thing, mm-hmm. you know? And mm-hmm. when it comes to insecurity, I think it's one of those things that we have to program our mind and our body to do and like to, to choose not to be insecure as we interact with different situations and encounters in life. It's like, oh, no, okay, I got to practice not being insecure, or practice thinking this certain way so that. When it does come to game time, like I know my mind knows what to do. Like mm-hmm. My body knows what to do. I'm not just going to, like you said, react. Oh, my goodness. But I can. OK, I know how to handle this. Like mm-hmm. I know how to do this. Right. Yeah, yeah. it's good. I, I think it's something that, you know, we just continue to grow in day by day by day. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: yeah. So let me get ask you guys this question, because this is kind of this is, I guess, more of a positive, you know, perspective on the insecurity topic. And I don't want it to be like a comparison thing, but like what is something that each of us admire in each other's lives that we're like, oh, dang, I wish I was more like Dion in that way, Dominic like that way, in that way or me like in that way um, that we could say not as an insecurity, but something that we admire. And there's like, oh, I wish I could be more like you in that way. Just so that I would like to hear from you guys, especially like for like the things that I admire in both of you, like if that's something that you just have naturally or mm-hmm. if it's something that, you know, takes work or if it's something that, you know, you might even feel insecure in that area. Because yeah. I think there's sometimes a lot of time, like a lot of times is when people do things and they operate in different things in different ways. For us, it looks so flawless and like natural. And a lot of times behind the scenes, it's like, Oh no, that takes like a lot, a lot yeah. of work. To you know what there. I mean? Yeah, to absolutely. get to that point, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I guess I'll start for me, and then we can kind of go around so you guys can have some time to think. But <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, I know for me, like, this isn't, like, a huge insecurity of mine, but I definitely, like, at this stage of life am ready to, you know, start a family and have a house and have all these things and, you know, have a family and do those that that life. But I know for Dom specifically, like, I am super – Like, look up to you guys in that way. Like, you and Emily have been, like, the most awesome, like, Instagrammable.
1: (laughs) So (laughs) terrible.
2: (laughs) Podcasting, like. Power couple. Yeah, like, you guys, you and Emily are, like, the most amazing couple ever. You guys have, like, Mm -hmm. beautiful kids. And Dion, you and Christina as well. So, like, I guess this is kind of mine for both of you <laughs> so like you guys have like a house and kids and like you know these beautiful families and you guys both like keep it all together and still are able to like you know go to work and still do all these amazing things and preach and sing and like it feels so and I it doesn't feel effortless because I know it takes work but like I admire both of you in that way you mm-hmm. know what I mean is like dang like they got it all you know what I mean? Like they it looks like you guys have it all. You know what I mean? And so that's for that's me cool. is like, dang, like I w- I wish I had that, you know? Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's yeah. cool. I appreciate it that. That's cool. Yeah, I appreciate it. And I do that's feel that's like I have it all. Yeah, do you yeah. <laughs> Once you once so, you have yeah. like once you have that that sort of family unit, you feel very I think a lot of those insecurities sometimes do go away. Once mm. you hit that phase of life for sure, but Yeah. That's cool. Oh, for sure. It's good.
1: Um yeah, I I'll, I'll go. I like that question. That's a good question. Um I uh, I think, so f- for Dion specifically, I've always, and this might seem, this might seem like kind of silly, but it's not silly because it points to like a bigger, a bigger trait about you. But for Dion, I've always been like, this is a weird way of saying this, At growing up as a kid, like we... We were brothers. We are brothers. We were. As kids, we were, we kids, we were brothers. brothers. What happened? I know. <laughs> who broke up God. with who? <laughs> when I say that to say, like, you know, we we basically were raised as twins. You know, like, yeah. we matched all the time. We got the same thing. We don't live like that anymore. That's why I say we used to do this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But like my mom used to put us in the same clothes. We would get, you know, exactly. the same toys. We would, you know, yeah. if I got something, Dion had something too. Mm-hmm. So we never had one thing without the other. And so I remember growing up though, I felt like everything that I got, I didn't want. Like I wanted what you had. Mm. And I felt like everything that Dion got was so much cooler than <laughs> like what I got. That's funny. And it's it like... For example, just silly, like um, even I think Olivia, yes. Olivia got, our sister got us both sweatpants for Christmas like three years ago, four years ago. Mm -hmm. You got gray sweatpants and I got blue sweatpants. And I remember as he opened them, I'm like, oh man, I kind of wanted the gray ones. (laughs) Oh (laughs) my gosh,
2: that's
0: crazy. That's silly, right? I know, it's
1: it's super silly. But I think like, I was thinking about it, you know, not too long ago. And I think that really what it it exposed deeper in, in me is, and maybe a little bit of Dion is just like, I think I was attracted to like your security in just who you were and, and mm-hmm. what you had, you know, like I think for me, a lot of times one of my insecurities is like n- just never really being satisfied. Like I'm mm-hmm. always like, Oh, I want this. I want to do this. I want to go here. I want to go there. I want to do that. And it's one of those things where I feel like I just get very anxious in that way where mm-hmm. I just like, I'm never settled with what I have or like enjoy with, enjoy what I have. And so all, like always looking at you, I felt like that was something that you were able to do very well is like you had what you had and you didn't really want anything else. You mm-hmm. like my gray sweatpants, like you can't have them, you know, it's <laughs> yeah. like, it's like I just never saw that like unsettledness in you. And I always appreciated that. I'm like, man, I really like, Dang. Wanted his sweatpants really bad. That's, yeah. that's it was it was yeah. weird, but that like our my whole life growing up like that was that was kind of the thing. That's cool. That's um, cool I appreciate that. That's yeah, cool. I know that's super weird, but <laughs> <laughs> no, that like, makes sense.
2: oh no, because he is definitely like that. Like yeah, he is like he's just good with what yeah. he has. He's good with his you know. Yeah, he's got it. <laughs> he's, it's not
1: like I'm not out to prove anything to nah, people. Like yeah, he's <laughs> just cool. Do you have those? Out of those are the ones, these are the same ones, but they are gray sweatpants. Oh, <laughs> <great>. <nice. laughs> But yeah, like he, he's always like, I feel like a lot of people struggle with that. They're like, Oh, I, I have to be here for these people and mm-hmm. for this reason. And I, you know, and, and he's always just been like, I don't, I don't want to do that. Sorry. But I'm yeah. like, bro, <laughs> <laughs> come do that. You know, but like, he's just so settled in who you are. I was like, man, I wish I could not be like mm-hmm. super anxious and
0: be more like that. So I appreciate cool. that. And, and to what you said earlier, you said that like you see certain things that may look easy on the outside, but that is kind of difficult for me sometimes. Really? So it's cool to hear. It's cool to hear you say that. Cause that it, it that it's affirming for me, you know, Yeah. feeling like, Oh no, I am, I am okay with just who I am, you know, that yeah. sort of thing. So yeah, that's, I appreciate you just don't
1: f- see like, you, it doesn't seem like you feel pressured by people to do something, mm. you know, mm. it's like if everybody's doing something, you're like, eh, I just don't want to. And it's like, well, you're not allowed to do that, yeah. you know, We're all doing you, it you need to it. be anxious and, and want to, you know, do everything. So yeah. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. No, it's good. Um, and I think for Jeremiah too, like, man, I've, it's funny. Cause like you, this question I think has brought me back to a lot of our relationships as children, right. which I don't know what that says about the way I think, but <laughs> I mean, like just I don't know. I just like think about just naturally kind of who you guys are and, and maybe, maybe you've changed from time to time, but like I just remember our our relationships as kids, and I'm like, man, that was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but for Jeremiah, I just remember like I remember specifically one time we were in Hawaii for your mom's wedding, mm-hmm. and and I don't know if you remember this or not, but I I was so jealous of, I don't know why I was jealous of you, I don't even remember what it was, but I remember I I told Dion I was like Dion, we're not talking to Jeremiah. <laughs> that's like, so crazy i don't work. know if you guys remember this you guys Let's are kind of
0: young this. i was we, gonna yeah. say
2: we were like six yeah, yeah we, we were, really really young. were six
0: you were like probably nine yeah really young <laughs> so you guys might we're not, not remember. talking.
1: yes <laughs> but i was so but i was so i don't know why i can't remember why i was jealous of it's him funny. but i was like man we're not gonna talk to jeremiah for like we were in a store walking around somewhere and i was like dion don't talk to jeremiah <laughs> <laughs> and so we just talked to ourselves and i don't and like i think it 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 drove me crazy because I don't even think you noticed. notice like you didn't even <laughs> care. <laughs> it probably lasted for like 30 seconds in my mind. Say, it like yeah. was four weeks where we didn't talk, <laughs> speak to you. But, but I think like growing up, man, like you've always had this really, really like undisturbed quality about you. Like it just seems like, it seems like you could go through the toughest situations and I don't know. It's weird. It's just like, I think for me, and it might not be a good thing, but I s- tend to sometimes not even feel the need to like check in on you because mm-hmm. I feel like you're just always OK. You know, right. like you're just that person that's just always steady. Like, right. You Like I don't think I've ever seen you have an emotional reaction to something like I don't think I've ever seen you like lose your cool. And it's one of those things where like to me, you're just like you're like a sturdy lighthouse. I don't know. Yeah, I just, you get that You know you get that picture I think there's like a One of those inspirational pictures That says like dream And it's like a lighthouse <laughs> Discover Yeah, that's, yeah. That's me Yeah that's Well Jimmy. in the picture It's like a lighthouse And this my massive gosh. wave Like yeah. crashing on it And yeah. I just like That's what came in my mind When I was just talking But like Yeah it's just like Life can be as chaotic As it is And it just seems like You're always just Chill And it's especially like You know obviously You alluded to a little bit About what happened last year With With You know all that stuff, and it was one of those things where, like, even in that situation, I couldn't imagine going through something like that. And I was like, "Oh man, are you alright? Like, that's crazy." But you Mm -hmm. just like, I don't know, you just were like, even the whole time. I'm like, man, I really appreciate that because, you know, I don't think I could,
0: you know, be that. So that
1: was that's something I definitely admire about you. For sure, that's cool. Yeah, for sure, for
2: sure.
0: One of the things that Jordan Peterson says. To piggyback off, I have a different one, but I want to oh, piggyback nice. off uh, <laughs> yeah. what Dom said. But one of the things Jordan Peterson says—he's a guy that I respect a lot, psychologist—he says that um, your goal is to be the strongest person at your father's funeral. Mm. That should be your goal as a man. Interesting. Yeah. And and it's intru- and it's not to say that you shouldn't feel pain. Yeah. It's not to say that you shouldn't feel you know grief and things like that. But to be able to be the person that people can rely on mm-hmm. when it all hits the fan, and that's yeah. what I feel like you're saying about Jeremiah. Yeah. It's like, you know, even though you're going through your your like deep personal issues, I'm sure you were just as reliable as you were mm-hmm. every other day of the week. Yeah. You know,
1: you couldn't tell. I'm like,
0: yeah, it's crazy. nuts. Yeah, and you literally have to tell people about it for us to know that mm-hmm. anything's going wrong. You yeah, know? So, yeah. Uh, I I appreciate that too. But. Yeah, it's crazy. Oh,
2: for sure. Yeah, I think that's something that you know like you guys said, that doesn't come easy. You know what I mean? Like you mm-hmm. said you've had those things that you struggled with feeling like everyth- I'm good and I have enough and all that stuff. And then like even with you like being an amazing dad and an amazing husband, like I'm sure there's a ton of things that are hard with that. You yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah. there's probably books and books and books that you could write on the stuff that you have to deal with for both of you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like even for me in that, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. that's that's something that, took time to even develop that place of like finding peace. You know what I mean? Yeah. In those areas where again, like those insecurities should come up and like completely throw you off. Mm. You know what I yeah. mean? Or like yeah. those emotions should come up and throw you off. But um, you know, it's something that is a fight every single day. And mm. it's like you said, like you have to take those thoughts captive. You mm. know what I mean? And like, that's the thing that it's, it's hard, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it's hard to do. Yeah. Discipline.
0: Yeah. It's real. I'll I'll compliment YouTube fellas. Okay. Oh gosh. <laughs> We've been we talk about being family for all this time, but yeah. We've been friends for a long time. You know oh, what yeah. I mean? Yeah. No, we have. I yeah, mean, I'm not going like, to, no, you know. Yeah. I'm like, take it, except you it, for it, that like. day in
2: Hawaii. When
0: yeah. We, tried that we we split up. <laughs>
1: except for Hawaii. Yeah, he tried to stop talking a rough to me man, when man. I was <laughs> <three>. <laughs> six. I, I honestly, I wish I could remember what happened. I know what happened. Like, I wish I uh, would. I think I you would, got would, something, uh, and I was jealous <laughs> of it. And I was like, why did he get this? <laughs> Let's not talk to him. Yeah. Whatever. Let's talk him.
2: out. Reasonable. we with you, for sure so funny. Go ahead, I'm sorry. But uh
0: one of the things that I admire the most about Dom is Dom's like fun boy energy is just off the charts. Absolutely it's crazy. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And it's not even to a point like I've I've seen you have bad days, and I've seen you have good days and I you know I can tell the difference, but mm-hmm. there's always like this and I'll get I'll tell a story to give a perfect example of this. We went to the gym a couple days ago. And Dom was there already working out and they have a daycare down at our gym, the YMCA. So my kids are in the daycare. Jude is in the daycare. Dom's boy. And I walk upstairs. I drop my kids off and I walk upstairs and I see Dom. He's working out. And uh, as soon as I go up there and as soon as I go to touch any weights, all the fire alarms go off. In the building, and like we have to evacuate the YMCA, and I'm like, this is so dumb. I didn't get to do anything here. Yeah. So <laughs> I walk in the gym, walk out of the gym. So funny. <laughs> and me and Dom go downstairs to find our kids, and I'm just annoyed. I'm like, man, I wanted to work out. Like, oh, uh, this is you know, it was just a total like throw off mm-hmm. in the day. And Dom's outside with the two kids and they're playing tag together. And I'm, I'm over here like Tommy stop throwing mulch. And he's like, he's like, come on, Tommy, like tag, you're in. You know, like, just yeah, play, yeah. like having a good time. Even though like yeah. there's literal screeching happening coming out yeah. of the building yeah, fire alarm. So it was just a small example of, I could name probably a thousand of those mm-hmm. where I'm grumpy and I'm annoyed, <laughs> but Dom is just like, why not just, let's just have a good time. Like right. who cares? Right. You know? Yeah. yeah that's fine. And I don't think, I think sometimes that's, I think sometimes that's kind of swept under the rug is not as valuable, you know, mm-hmm. but I I know that f- that has been probably one of the most valuable parts of my childhood. Mm. Like I would have had way less fun. Right. <laughs> it was yeah. just yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would have had such a boring, yeah. like <laughs> just a boring, yeah. lame childhood. So crazy stuff. Man. Yeah. Yeah. I was very fortunate to grow up with you in that sense and having somebody just always be like, yeah, it, this sucks. This, you know, this specific scenario is terrible, but let's yeah. make, make it really great. Yeah. Or yeah. like the best yeah. we can, at least. Yeah. Invaluable. That's cool. completely. I appreciate exactly. that. That means a lot. Thank you. Yeah. It's very, yeah, very, very, absolutely.
1: Very that's a, that's, well, so before you do Jeremiah too, cause we're t- kind of sharing how that's sometimes hard for us, mm-hmm. but it's cool that you say that. Cause I think naturally that that's been super easy. You know, like that's just naturally where I go. Like, you know, you even re- referenced our childhood, like, I think it lends to just my, not my anxiety, but just my unsettledness a little bit. I'm mm-hmm. like, let's go do something. Let's have fun, you know? But I think in the past, like, few months, I've been very intentional about, like, I probably this last year, <clears throat> you know, when we lost our dad, obviously, any kind of significant loss like that kind of puts life into perspective a little bit. And, man, I just have, like, really, really enjoyed <clears throat> time with our family, you know, like, mm-hmm. Just having fun with our family and like yesterday we our whole family, like there's like forty people. Mm -hmm. We all went to Putin Bay and spent the whole day out there and like that to me was so much fun. Like we had a blast, you know, and I've just really learned to value those those moments so much more, you know. Even like with Judah, I was telling my in laws the other day, like Judah is the worst listener ever. (laughs) I have a three year old son and he is the worst dude. He doesn't like and, and if I'm not careful, I find myself literally spanking him all day, yeah. or like yelling yes. at him all day. And right. it's just like every interaction I have with him is just discipline. And right. it's like, man, the other day I just felt really bad because it was a day where I was just yelling and spanking him all day. And I'm mm-hmm. like, OK, so even, you know, the last few days I've tried to like, let's just have fun. Like, I just want to have fun with you, you know, because mm-hmm. when Judah's, you know, putting me in the ground one point in his life, you know, I don't want him to just remember all the great disciplines he got from his dad, yeah, you know, yeah. like I want him totally. to recall the fun that we had. So that's, it's huge. I appreciate you saying that. Cause that's, I've, it has been easy naturally for me, but I've tried to be more intentional about it too. Mm. You know, at the same time. definitely, See,
2: And that goes on to my point of like admiring yeah. what you do, because that's like that right there. Yeah, Like being a dad and being able to recognize like where yeah. you're, you know what I mean? not even falling short but where no, something is out of short. okay so <laughs> maybe where something's out of balance though yeah. you know what I mean and being able to find it and critique it and be like okay let me switch it and yeah. fix it you know what I mean yeah. and I think that like for all of us like our dad wasn't in mm-hmm. our lives like that yeah. you know what I mean and that mm-hmm. never happened for us and so like again that's kind of goes back to what I had with you was like seeing yeah. you be able to do that is so like Yeah, just you know, I'm like, I want to do that. You know what I mean? I want to be like that. Yeah, cool.
0: Without having a biological example, right? Certainly, impressive. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But uh, and then Jeremiah, the other thing, the thing that I admire about you is, it's kind of like a twofold sort of thing. Um, I first off, very appreciate and admire your conscientiousness and the way you Mm. (laughs) show up on time, the way you you're just very much like ordered in the way you do work, which I've been working with you now for the first time through the last six months, you know, we never actually like worked necessarily together. No. Yeah. But uh, but to see that part of you, yeah. I've been very impressed by it because I don't feel like that's natural to me. Or maybe you, I don't. Mm-hmm. Okay. No. I don't want to speak <laughs> there for is, you. <laughs> There's no question mark at yeah. the end of that. It is not. Or maybe yeah. you know, I don't think that's very natural for a lot of people. Honestly, yeah. you know, that's mm-hmm. not yeah. say anything. So I appreciate that. But on top of that, I what I what I admire the most is is your your productivity without structure. And what I mean by that is, like, if you give me structure, like, hey, go to school, do your homework, come home, I can do that. I can be yeah. productive. Mm-hmm. It's really easy. But for you to be like fifteen years old and create a non profit organization with no like you didn't have anybody there to be like, This is how you create an MPO. Yeah. Nobody you didn't yeah. have any of that. So like yeah. to have to to make something successful and to make something admirable out of literally nothing. Mm-hmm. That is it's it, that's the most impressive thing I would say yeah. about you. And I and I respect it a lot. And I want to be more like it. Honestly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like a lot more Absolutely. like it.
1: It's it amazing, definitely is dude. inspiring. Yeah. I mean, so some many of you may or may not know if depending on how involved you are with the church, like know the extent of what Jeremiah has done or does on a week to week basis. But like the amount of things that aren't even connected with the church that you create is insane. Yeah. <laughs> like, like it's definitely, you. I, I would go as far to say that you're the most creative person I, that I know. Mm-hmm. Mm. I by agree by that. a mile. Yeah. Like it's not even close. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, it's insane. And not even, not even like, cause I know creative people where they're, imaginative you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but in terms of like creating and executing and like starting and finishing a thing yeah that's it i think you beat everybody by a mile because yeah. people can have good ideas like oh i thought about this thing but it just never amounts to anything but like when Jeremiah starts something it finishes and it's like whoa that's really that's, good that's what he said it was gonna be yeah <laughs> <and> it's really <laughs> and there impressive. it is yeah, yeah absolutely yeah, I mean, I, yeah absolutely. totally
2: agree with that yeah that's crazy that's i cool. appreciate it guys yeah, I forgot. Okay, so before we end, though.
1: That was a very sappy moment in this podcast. That was yeah. sweet. That was good. I <laughs> Group hug. Before Yeah. We <laughs>
2: before we end, no, I had to share. I, I had a story with Dion because that was kind of what Dom said, but, like, mine was that as well. You know what I mean? Like, mm. mine was not even you being content and, like, grateful for everything. Mine was more, like, the confident side of that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think that's kind of where it comes in for you is, like, you're confident in who you are. And so that's why you're content with what you have. You know what I mean? But Mm -hmm. like Dion and I went into this, this recently, and this is, this has happened since we were like 15 and started doing music. Um, But like he's always been okay just going in and doing what he does and not affected by how many people are there, the type of people that are there, like what the room smells like. Like (laughs) it doesn't matter. Like he Dion has always just been confident, like walk in, okay, like I'm gonna do my thing. Here we go. Let's go. Mm. And like we were just recently at this party and it was like so awkward because we don't know any of these people for real. And like it was kind of like formal like semi-formal i guess you could say Mm -hmm. and like he had his kids with him and i was like oh crap like we gotta like you know what i mean like make sure the kids Mm -hmm. are being good like Mm -hmm. trying to be quiet like i'm trying to like be chill and like i like try to dress a little bit nicer and dion (laughs) dion came in in like this sweatsuit (laughs) (laughs)
0: Yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't wear sweatsuits I don't it's know why man, <laughs> I don't know why I decided Right For this day <laughs> For some reason
2: that, yeah. He came in in the sweatsuit That's so And cool. like all these nice people are Like dressed up Like drinking Like oh. Like Nice foods and all this You know what I mean And like he has his kids I'm just sitting there like And in my soul I'm like oh my gosh Like we gotta be You know what I mean I'm trying to like Fit into the room And like fit into What's going on And D.I. was just like Nah I'm good And like Like walked in Did his thing And then like led worship And it was like Super powerful And I was like (laughs) Bro what the heck I was over there Like insecure Like oh my gosh Like how are we going to look And D.I. was like Nah we good Like (laughs) That's (laughs) That's awesome So that confidence Is like super Admirable, and I'm like, ah, oh, I, w- I want that.
0: So like, <laughs> I appreciate neat. that. That's
1: awesome. Yeah, but, that's yeah. definitely a good way of putting it. It's super confident, you know. Mm. It's good, absolutely. Awesome, guys. Yeah, so we're gonna go group hug. Yeah, <laughs> thank you guys for listening. Yes, uh, so one can we do a sign off? Like, yeah. one, what, like one last thought? Mm. Yeah, so one of the things that I wanted to share before we ended is, is um, man, finding, trying like we talked about it we mentioned it a few times and it's more than a cliche, like finding who you are in, in the Lord, you know, like it's, it's more than just like, okay, that's sweet. That's nice. Cause what I noticed about my life is like growing up, like I, I mentioned earlier, we had and have a ton of incredible father figures around us my whole life. Like whether Papa, you know, our uncles, like we've had so many incredible male father figures in our life for a long time. And mm-hmm. then, you know, up and when we were teenagers my mom remarried and my stepdad Adrian and he has just been the most incredible dad to us mm-hmm. and our and our kids and and so like to to sit here and say like oh we didn't have any kind of father figure is not entirely accurate outside of the idea that you can't replace your biological dad and what you get from him. right that being said i think one of the insecurities that i've discovered recently that i i'm still trying to but kind of on the back half of that of getting over is is that I can't find my identity and get the affirmation I need from even the people in my life that supposedly should be my father figures. You know, mm. I think I struggled a lot of times looking to all of the incredible men that were in my life because I had an absent dad. I looked to all of these men in my life to get the affirmation that I needed, and I was very insecure in a lot of those relationships it's because i needed something that i thought i missed from my dad but really i was missing from the lord mm-hmm. and and once i kind of shifted that and i started viewing the lord as okay this is the place where i need to get that affirmation this is the place i need to get that security i found that a lot of my other relationships improved because i'm i'm not i don't have the expectations that i did you know like like for example i i don't expect my stepdad to give me the things that only Jesus can give me anymore, you know? And so inevitably when you do that, that helps your relationship with your, your stepdad because you don't get mad because he's not giving you the things that he can't give you, you know? And so it's Mm -hmm. like, I think a lot of times we get stuck in that with people where we get insecure and our relationship gets messed up because we're trying to find something that only Jesus can do. And you have to first prioritize that in Jesus and get that from him. And then everything works out.
0: So good. That's yeah. a, that's such a good way to kind of cap this off. That's like, yeah, I won't add too much more to it. But I, I when you, when you were talking, I was just seeing kind of like a image of like a mirror, you know, mm-hmm. the classic mirror image where the affirmation that you need from the Lord is really just Him telling you who you are. You yeah. know, like yeah. you stand in front of Him, He holds a mirror, and He defines you. Yes. the only way you can be defined, mm-hmm. the only sustainable way you can be yeah. defined, yeah. right? so good that's the answer so So good yeah yeah
1: Yeah. cool any
2: final thoughts my final thought would just be to focus on the things that god has given you and be grateful for them because like i think a lot of times we focus on what we don't have that's when we become insecure Mm -hmm. and it's it's very prideful to do that it's very just you know mean to do that to god like Mm-hmm. He's given us a million things and we focus on the one thing that we don't have or yeah, that good. somebody else has. And it's like, bro, come on, man. Yeah, Like, because <laughs> if you did that for somebody in real life, you would be looked at as a jerk, right? Like mm-hmm. you'd be looked yeah. at as a piece of crap. Like I just watched you an entire wardrobe. It's like, Oh, well you didn't get me a red t-shirt. Like, <laughs> <laughs> come on now. You know yeah. what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, and so good. it's like, it's just, a great way of at yeah, you. be grateful for yeah. every single thing that God has given you. And, when you kind of take that posture of gratitude, I think that that's a great first step to fight insecurity. Mm. Yeah. Because is, he's blessed us enormously.
1: Gratitude, I think is one of the most underrated things in life. Yep. Absolutely. Like When you're grateful, it solves a lot of issues. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it does. Yeah. It's so true. It does. It's good. This is a lot. Cool. cool. All right, y'all. Well, we had fun. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for hanging out. And uh, yeah, love you. See you next time. See you next time.
0: All right.